your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Got with us uh, Melissa DeRosa, and things are happening in Albany, and nobody's really sure 100% what's happening in Albany. But Melissa, she's one tough gal. Uh, Melissa, what's going on? Well, John, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same, which is sort of the last three weeks they've been at a standstill, and that continued today. So essentially, we're now day 17 of the budget being late up in Albany after, you know, under the last minute, my administration, Governor Cuomo's administration, we had 11 years of on-time budgets. We're now into week three of being late on the budget, which practically speaking could end up leading to downgrades from credit agencies on the state's credit. Um, you know, if you don't pass an extender, it means the public employees don't get paid. So those are sort of the practical impacts. The symbolic impact is it just shows Albany is dysfunctional again and that deadlines are sort of irrelevant and that they can't walk and chew gum and get the people's work done. It's their constitutional obligation to deliver a budget by April 1st, and we're 17 days past that. So on the big ticket items, which right now are bail and our housing, which are the two sort of question marks, you know, every couple of days, a reporter leaks that there's a tentative deal on bail, and then a couple of days go by, and it shows that that's not true. And that's sort of been the seesawing back and forth. And what we've been talking about on your show, John, is, and I've said this, you know, for over a, a month and a half now, she's going to get something on bail. It's not hard to get something. The question is going to be, what does she get on bail? Well, and that's and the thing, looks- Melissa, it feels like a drop in the bucket What we're even talking about. It. It's like semantics, right? No, you're exactly right, Rita. At this point, it's looking like the legislature is going to give her ice in winter, and they're going to have to try to put lipstick on a pig and call it a beauty queen. I mean, at this point, it's looking like she's going to get, which I predicted here a month ago, she's going to end up getting, you know, uh, least re- getting rid of, rid of least restrictive just for violent felons, which arguably is already the law. And a lot of people, including my former counsel's office, would say that's already the law. But, you know, some judges claim it needs to be clarified. And so basically she's going to get a clarification on judicial discretion solely on least restrictive standard on bail for just the violent felon. And by the way, uh, Judge Weinberg's got an interesting take on this. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Melissa. Rudy Giuliani was here last night and Rudy and I were discussing this. You know, it all depends on how you define what a a violent felony is. So, for example, if the DA who controls the charging document under charges, then it's not a felony that's violent. Therefore, they still have to use the least restrictive means. So it's a a game they're playing. No, a hundred percent. And and it's really just, you know, they're they're playing with words here. They're going to and the the legislature will say it's a clarification. It's already the law. And, you know, Hochul will try to claim victory. But. To your point, Judge, you know, a couple of days ago, the Times ran a piece about how there are, you know, of the thousands of of thefts that are going on in New York, the same 300 people or so are responsible for all of them. And it's the recidivism rate. And, you know, this, for example, on the question of what constitutes a violent felony, violent crime or not, certainly that wouldn't. So this will do nothing to address those types of issues. So, again, I think it's it's going to be ice in winter, and then Hochul's going to have to do her damnedest to say, I got a victory because, you know, she tried to act tough and say, I'm going to hold out on the budget. And now it's seven days, 17 days late, and she's really not going to have gotten much in return. Well, Melissa, this is Craig Eaton. This is her one opportunity to let everyone in the state, including the Senate chamber and the Assembly chamber, that she's the governor. 
And she needs to stand up and make sure that she makes this state safe. Now, New York is the only state that doesn't have a dangerousness standard. So why do we need judges? If the judges can't determine that that a, a, a criminal is dangerous and, and not entitled to bail, why do we need judges there? Why do we need judges? I mean, this is her you opportunity. Know, she hey, needs well, to stand look, up and get this Judge done. You looked at Judge Weinberg when you said that. Should, should, <laughs> wait, should I leave the room? No, but this is ridiculous. I mean, when is she going to be the governor and stop being the pansy to everybody else in Albany? The short answer you is, if they're, Melissa, if they're going to do the right thing, the first thing they would do, make it very simple, give the judge discretion to hold somebody exactly. in who's a threat to public safety. Stop playing the word games. Melissa, you're absolutely right when you say putting lipstick on a pig. You know, they don't even have lipstick on this pig. How's that? And, and you know what's amazing, no, you guys? Right. In the middle of all this, all these crime things are happening. I mean, there's a shooting outside Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty's New York City office. And then, did you see the video? Everybody is talking about this today. Is this attack on a police officer, a female police officer, just standing there doing her job. A guy comes over, clocks her on the head with a glass bottle. Thank goodness she's going to be okay, but she's in stable condition. He had 11 prior arrests. I mean, how is any of this going to make New York safe? But you know what? It's crazy. It's it's so it's so crazy. And as we talked about on this show back in the fall, you know, Sarah Feinberg, good friend of mine, used to be the head of the MTA, was punched in the face standing, you know, on Sixth Avenue and 22nd at three o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight. Another friend of mine, 8 p.m. two Sundays ago, was held up with a switchblade put to his neck at said, give me your wallet and your phone on the one train in Manhattan at 8 p.m. at night. And too much of this anecdotal where people know the people who are being impacted, where it feels like a return to the bad old days. But the problem is, to, to your all of your point, you know, she is the governor, but she's a governor with no strategy and a governor, you know, that I, I think is sort of lacking in substance. It's, yeah, you yeah. can't just get these things done because you're the governor and say, I'm going to huff and puff and blow your house down. You have to organize. You have to have a press strategy, a political strategy. You've got to make sure that these members are feeling some pain, that you've got carrots and sticks, that you can work with them and use your pressure points and leverage. And my fear is she just thought to herself, well, I'm the governor and I said I'm going to get this done. And if I make it late and I hold out and I look tough and I just keep saying I'm not going to close the budget, they're going to fold. And that's just not the way the world works, particularly when you've got super majorities in both houses. But, But you know what, Melissa, there's another thing that's not even on the table now. The discovery reform, uh, you know, the, the exactly criminal, first right. of all, the criminals have no fear. They, they know I could go out and I could do 11 crimes, 15 crimes, 20 crimes. It's going to be a revolving door. But discovery reform is such a dangerous, dangerous law because if I, if I get, if I'm a victim, okay, or I'm a witness to a, to a serious crime and I know that the, the, uh, defendant knows who I am and know where I live and all my contact information, I'm going to think twice about wanting to testify or be a witness in that criminal trial. I don't want I don't want the Crips or the gangs to know where I live. So you know what? She needed to go into this budget negotiation and say, I have two things on the table and they're non-negotiable. And she didn't do it. it she's got no spine. Well, and, you know, she put discovery on the table sort of in the 11th hour here. And I think that the legislature, again, is reacting in a way that is like, you know, who do you think you are? You can't put this on the table in the 11th hour and think we're going to blink. This is a real conversation. It requires real policy, per, you know, perspective around the table. You can't just drop this in at the last minute. And, and again, it goes back to the pay raise. It goes back to LaSalle. It, it, it all is different data points that are sort of on the same plane, which is 
she doesn't know how to strategically run that office and use the levers of power to move things in order to get them yep. to where they need to be. 100% and right. I just, yep. And it's just the pattern is not disrupting. You know, we saw with Rowan Wilson, Brad Hoylman, Mike Chianaris, two Senate Democrats said, if you give us Rowan Wilson, you'll get them confirmed. What does she do? She puts up Rowan Wilson. It's just she's, you know. She doesn't. He's he's the new chief judge nominee, who's actually I think being voted on for confirmation right now. You know, after they screwed her on LaSalle and, and sort of smacked her around for a few weeks on her last chief judge pick. So, you know, I just the larger point is I think the legislature is in charge. This budget is not going to be done anytime soon. I would predict at least another week, maybe more. And, you know, the other conversation going on in the background is housing, where she said that there had to be these housing mandates, which the suburban members have just wholly rejected. Again, no strategy, no sort of path to victory for her there. And it looks like that's going to end up getting tossed out as well. And so, you know, we'll we'll see where we are in another week to 10 days, but I don't think it's going to be all that different from where we stand today. Wow. Very sad. That's a sad state for New York. That's the bottom line. We're all shaking our heads, Melissa. Thank you. Melissa, thank you so much.